Hello, this is Open All Ours, the QPR podcast. I am David Fraser, joined by three other QPR fans I have to my right. Uh, long-time QPR podcaster, Paul Finney. Good evening, David. Good evening, Paul. Another long-time QPR podcaster, Chris Mendes. Good evening. You're rocking a, what do they call that? A turtleneck? Turtle polo neck, neck? Yeah. Turtleneck. Oh, turtleneck. Got to keep warm in this weather. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a sort of brown turtleneck. You look like... You're at your a Bond villain at your holiday home in Aspen, where you are taking guests skiing or something like that. Thank you very much. Uh, And also Paul Hull, you've been on four times. So what what does that make? That makes you a that makes you eligible for the Open All Ours Forever (laughs) Club. Thank you very much. Good evening, all. You get a free pie. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, 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 free pie. I wondered how long until that was going to come up. What type um, of pie is that, though, Paul? I don't know. Um, it was a pasty. It was a pasty. <laughs> Did we get a free PR with it or not? That's true. I wasn't. I didn't do the podcast last week because I was at the Sutton Arsenal game, which I enjoyed immensely. <laughs> right, up, right up until Tuesday morning, <laughs> I enjoyed it. And then a bit less so. The funny thing about that is... You know, I know it's the QPR, <laughs> QPR podcast. The funny thing about it was I was, I was working on Saturday and saw news that Sutton's goalkeeper went off injured, so they had to put a defender in goal. He did. But, and I have now got an extraordinarily, extraordinarily large knowledge about Sutton United, the one thing that's funny about that, or that isn't funny, is actually in the conference, whatever it's called now, National League, they're only allowed five subs, so most of the teams, a lot of the time, don't play with a sub goalie, so that's not that unusual. Okay. But they also didn't, didn't, didn't finish off the story the way that the tabloids perhaps would have liked them to, because they won the game. Yeah, They exactly. won the game 3-2 yeah, yeah. in the end, with their defender and goal. Anyway, Shame we this is, win. <laughs> let's talk about QPR. Um... <laughs> There's quite a lot to talk about this week. If this is your first time listening to the QPR podcast, welcome. Um, you can listen to old episodes on... Uh, sorry, you can listen to old episodes on our website, which is qprpod.co.uk. You can follow us on Twitter and also go to our Facebook page. So, a couple of things I, I just need to go through. We have a sponsor tonight, um, which is Paul Brown. Um, so, Paul Brown is sponsoring us, and he sends this message. As you might know, I live here in Perth in Western Australia. In recent years, I've been returning to West London quite a bit and I'm returning in April for a few weeks just to catch up with everyone I know there um, you can mention me on one of the podcasts if you like most people know me as Sludger so we all know Sludger so thank you very much for the sponsorship Sludger aka Paul um, he says what you do for Ars fans is fantastic especially us overseas, a fellow, which is very yeah, nice a few times. Um, and he is coming over in April and would like QPR fans to be in contact go for a couple of drinks that sort of thing so Finney's guaranteed definitely not to buy him a beer here we go again most definitely <laughs> talking of buying beers we also have the beers sponsored so thank you very much to Scott Canning so thank you for that. Right, should we actually talk about football? Are we going to get pie sponsors soon as well? <laughs> <laughs> we should. Yeah, we should. Or was, it a, or was it a pasty? Sponsor? It was a pasty. Yeah, I believe it was a pasty. Get it down. Yeah. Now that's enough of these jokes about pies and pasties. It's not fair. <laughs> Ruined his wig. It did. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> 
I, I actually this had, was inevitable. I, I realised that. <laughs> I actually had a pie before the Wigan game, like 24 hours after it happened, and it wasn't very nice. I, I had the chance. Yeah, do you know what? At the Wigan what, game. At Wigan. At Keeper, your Wigan game. Like, yeah, yeah. I was at Wigan quite good, actually. So the Wigan game, 24 oh, hours yeah, after, yeah. I, had, I was hungry, and I thought, whatever I'm eating, I am not <laughs> eating a pie. Absolutely eating not. <laughs> I've gone right off pie this week. Anyway. Should we talk about the Wigan game or the Preston game? Let's talk about Wigan first, because in order, it came first. Um, was it and it came... It, it was... <laughs> <laughs> it was... It was... I'm going to try and keep this podcast going, <laughs> if we can. And this is incredibly boring for like everybody outside this room. Yes, I was involved with Sutton. Not involved with the pie, but that doesn't necessarily matter. Right. 24 hours after you spoke to Connor Washington. Yeah. He scored and did very well. And didn't celebrate in front of G-Block like I asked him, so I'd say him over the side. Now, um, he's, it's, it's weird, isn't it? He's, he's turned it around really well. And what, do you know what? There's so many people came up to us and spoke after that interview who thought he came across really well. That's a good interview. Um, it was. And yeah. he's, you know, very he good, gives yeah. an insight into football that you don't often get, but he was very honest. And um, I really enjoyed it. It's a good interview. And... That goal was superb, wasn't it? Really good. You know, and that was a, you know, that was a vital three points. Out. Now you look back at what happened Saturday, but yeah, you know, I, I thought that was a good performance, and we looked quite solid against Wigan as well, who weren't as bad as I thought it would be. It was quite a boring game, but great finish from Washington for the second goal. Oh, brilliant! If he carries on like this, he might even get into the England team. <laughs> <laughs> Can we go back to pies? <laughs> he didn't sound that Northern Irish, did he? Well, no, but then, you know, there's... But he's lived here most t- of his Tony, life, I Tony, guess. Tony Dorigo didn't life. sound that English, from what I remember. No. Tony didn't play for England. Tony Dorigo. Oh, Tony Dorigo. Tony Dorigo, yeah. 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 No, anyway, you know, it, it, he's not, but, you know, he's, he cares. We, we got to the European Championships, he scored. I don't care. I'll take anyone, I don't care where they're from. I'm I, not like that. I thought it was a very good interview. I, I, I enjoyed it a lot. I thought he came across really well. I thought it was good insight to the squad. He had a lot... Good stuff to say about Anua. I thought it was quite interesting what he said about Alex Smithies and how he is improving his finishing because he plays against Alex Smithies in training and so he has to be better. Yeah, you don't really think about that, do you? About strikers playing their own goalkeepers in training. But I suppose... You know they have uh, shooting practice and they don't shoot into an empty net, so it does help to have a good goalkeeper well, there. Uh, funnily enough, and I mentioned it to a Spurs fan I know, and he had read something similar that Harry Kane had said that Harry Kane had got a better finisher because he's got to face Hugo Lloris every day in training. He's obviously a quality keeper, so no, you don't really think about. It. I thought that was quite interesting, and he definitely has. Actually, isn't it? Yeah, he's a compliment. Yeah, massively. what does that stare by Steve Slade? <laughs> Who were the goalies then? What was that Jurgen Sommer era? That was oh god, uh, keepers then would have been Sommer. Oh yeah, yeah. Anyway, but um, oh Harper, Lee Harper wasn't it? Lee Harper, yeah. Lee Harper. Anyway, but the um the, the other thing is interesting. I I think with with people like Conor Washington is because they've had a different journey into football and they Ooh. haven't had that environment or the life they 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 do appreciate how lucky they are and you can see that how it comes through in his interview and he, he's had a hell of a journey as well I mean you know he's, he was he, he had a normal job like the rest of us only, only a wee while ago so fair play to him and he, you I know I think he's got normal jobs then <laughs> <laughs> yeah wasn't <laughs> a fan of um, Hasselbank was he no no I don't blame him 
But then Hasselbank did sign him. Okay. Did he? You can't underestimate what it's done for his confidence. He as did well. sign him in he his went, era, didn't he? Yeah. Did he? Well, no, probably not. But to um, be fair, you know. If he did or didn't sell him is irrelevant somewhere. It's where he played the three him. Three million quid was a big price tag. It was, but it's where he played him that was a problem. And all the fans who didn't rate him, they're now eating humble pie. But that's... <laughs> but that, <laughs> 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 humble pasta. Ah, <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. Someone keeping done? a tally of this. <laughs> nah, I'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. I've got a bet on it. Just yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eight to one. <laughs> Anyway, so Sorry, did you discuss this before I came in? No, because I, yeah. I was the last, I was the last person to walk into the room when we recorded tonight, and you were all here. Did you discuss it before? No, I let you in. I wasn't here. Yeah. No, no, we was actually talking about accommodation. Wasn't we? I, I think, I think that pie has gone to your head. Um, what? <laughs> no pun there. Definitely no pun there. But the um, the but go- that was a yellow card by that one. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, anyway, the, the 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 whole thing about um, Connor as well, the, the fans, yes, they have, but like Furlong and um, people who've yeah. turned it around. I mean, even even Les Ferdinand had the win over the Boo Boys. People forget that, you know. Everyone thinks that you know it was all oh, easy. Furlong's probably the biggest one in, in recent time. Furlong, because he had that loan spell where he come from. Was that Birmingham to us? Didn't yeah, and mm. then he scored that goal with hit him on the arse. We thought the goalkeeper kicked it out. It's a good screw, was it? Yeah, and then he went back, and then he come back again, didn't he? But he got dog abuse, didn't he? I mean, Helgeson turned it around as well. He didn't. He he got a, so. I mean, it's listen. We all want players to do well, don't we? I mean, mm-hmm. that's the whole thing. And and people like him is the sort of players we want to try that we want to make better that can enjoy themselves while they're playing. For, and it sounds like he's actually enjoying himself. I, I was thinking when I was listening to that Washington interview. I can't remember when we interviewed Hasselbank on the podcast, but it wasn't that long ago, maybe October, November time. And he was basically saying he's got to play Washington out there because he's building his whole team and whole system around Charon Cherry. And he, <laughs> he, he can't, you, we can't play Cherry as a winger. He has to play in the middle, and so everybody else basically got to fit in. it has to fit in. And now this is how quickly football works. Hasselbank's gone, Cherry's gone. That, yeah, that kind of makes a mockery of him, though, because he wanted to build his team around a player who... Even if he had done that, would would have been off to China anyway because you know the amount of money that came in for him, he wouldn't have turned that down. The, the trouble with Cherry is uh, the club no, no, no. I think the trouble with Cherry is he was always like a half big pie, wasn't he? Um, and he, he he never was he never progressed to be the player that he. This should is have been. turning out to be a pathetic <laughs> podcast. It is because um, we are pun first, <laughs> analysis content second. Content second. <laughs> Sorry, I, 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 let's end it now. But um, I think with Cherry, he he never became the player he should have been, and it, it never developed into the player he should have been. And yeah. perhaps you know the, the same round, round holes and square pegs. Definitely, Hasselbank wasn't doing that, and perhaps it was just. Too many people with too many fingers in their pies picking the side at times. I don't know. It just didn't work. Paul, Hull, <laughs> Preston. <laughs> Preston, you were there. Yes. How was it? It was all right, actually, to be honest. I think we played very well the first half. Second half, I think we lost our way a little bit. Um, I think the referee was absolutely horrendous, but I don't like him blaming the refs. Bit... Did you have a clear few that said enough? Because I thought that was ridiculous. Yes, I think there's only one person on the pitch who thought that was a foul, mm. and that was the ref. The linesman was four yards away, never mm. flagged it. Their players didn't complain about the tackle. They were just like, I thought, well, I just, it just didn't make any sense whatsoever. I got to speak to, like, to a couple of people in the bar afterwards, as I, I do every now and again, and um, cut the press of people. Now, now, nobody thought it was sending off. 
ridiculous. The problem is that too. Yeah, the card rule. You can't. You can't have been it. No. That's something that the FA and league football need to really look at. The referee was awful at times. I got to say. Really. I mean, they were over third in the league. That's what worries yeah. me about yeah. um, the refereeing because if you get if you start getting the best referees in the Premier League like Clattenburg going to China. The, the, the gulf between referees and the Premier worse, League and the Championship it? is already bad. It's going to get even worse. But the Premier League's the richest league in the world. So if other yeah, leagues... Not for referees, are, it's not. But if other leagues are taking our refs, why can't we do the same? Why can't we bring in the best refs from, from around the world? Spain. Why do they need to be English? Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe they will. But there's, there's a limit on what refs paid in this country, isn't there? It's a fixed fee, more or less. It's they a, get the expenses, don't they? It's a real shame that right. we, we couldn't transfer well, refs. I, I would have said that. But there's no reason why we can't change oh, yeah, the exactly. rules and bring good refs here. I mean, the Sorry, Paul. No, you're right. I, I just... Because I would have transferred Rob Stiles to the Irish League. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that man hated us. I've never... You know where you see some referees and you think... You know, you think, oh, they'll be... He actually came out to send as many players as he could every QPR game yeah, and you. to frig us up every game. He hated us, and I hated him. I'll tell you anyway, what, though, something we haven't discussed yet. No, we're still talking press. Sorry, They've decided to bring in goal, te- goal line technology into the championship next season. So that game we had at Blackburn, that goal would have been allowed. We'd, we've, uh, we'd have had a few more points on the board. Well, to be fair, that goal was a joke anyway, mm. um, because it should have been allowed, and I don't understand why it was. But going back to Saturday, how did what what what? How did you see the formation Saturday? Did that work, or well, was I mean, it tinkered with, with again? With, with the three at the back again. Yeah, yeah I don't like it. I've got to say. Oh really? I don't like, it, especially away from home. But also, the, they got some really fast players, and Nuru and a few people did get caught out a couple of times. But I've got to say, Smithy made some real fantastic saves. Mm. One in the first half was amazing. It's world class save. It's, I mean, it's good to see, you see there's a better, a better vibe through the team, definitely, and they all seem to be pulling the same way. And, and, and um, I know we've got an interview with him later, but Jamie Meckin, when we went 2-1 down, we got a corner, he was out beyond the crowd, stirring mm. it all up, and it was just like a... And there were also, it was a lot better atmosphere, because obviously we scored, they scored just for half-time, they were still at half-time downstairs behind the back of the group. Still a bit of a buzz, and people were like feeling a little bit more positive, and... It was nice to see, to be honest. That's the first game I've done. So it wasn't a meltdown? No, it was and, and, and I could see that beyond the aspect. There would have been a meltdown, do you know what I mean? Because it, it did start getting a little bit nasty towards the end, didn't it? As it always does. And I just thought that was, um, I don't know, it was quite, a few positive. I was disappointed that we'd done enough to walk away that game with a point, really. But I think they're sending off and then you're up against it. We had a really good chance right at the outcome where it was. But um, I've got to say one thing about the goal, which I loved. Did that just remind you of Clive Allen's goal against them? Um, Crystal Palace, <laughs> the back hill. It just I instantly when I see it on the telly, because obviously you're down the other end. Mm. Just, but obviously the old backflip thing. I don't think Clive could have ever done that. Freeman Freeman only did what Loire Loire did earlier in the game, and he ended up getting sent off for it, yeah. didn't he? A cheeky yeah. little back hill. Hey. <laughs> um, what did we think of the somersault ratings for the somersault? We've seen a lot of somersaults recently, <laughs> haven't we? Ten out of ten because he didn't get injured, so. Yeah, that, doing a somersault after a goal is hilarious and all well and good until that first time someone gets gets an ankle. I, I would have like liked to seen Sammy Lee do that when he played for us. <laughs> I mean, we're really doing some some up to date references here tonight. I think Clive Allen that goal was probably what 1980, 81, something like that. It's eighty two, fine. So that was thirty five years ago. Sammy Lee played for us thirty one years ago. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It reminded me a, a little bit of the Charlie Austin one at Chelsea. Uh, yeah. But it was probably even a bit better than that, maybe. Yeah, well, that was, it was, well, 
it was a little bit harder in the goal, wasn't it? Mm. Do you know the difference I have noticed in a way and home since Holloway and Bertram's come back now is that we are giving it a go. It might not go mm. well all the time. Tactically and substitution wise, you might sometimes be sitting there going, Why have we done this? But you can see the players are playing for them. If we I know we we have this discussion all the time about Jimmy Ford Hasselbank, some people still think he was unfairly sacked. I think we would have had a, had a problem with season tickets next season if he'd have stayed. He's gone. It doesn't matter. But I think we're Holloway and Birch. I mean, that video the club put out was excellent in fairness. I mean, you know, the, 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 sorry, you're putting your finger up. Go on. I know. All I'm doing is putting my finger up to say, let's talk about that after the Jamie Mack interview. The, were you ah. about to go on to the season tickets? Yes. Sorry. No, it's all right. Should we talk to Jamie Mackey instead? I think he's far more interested. Let's talk to Jamie Mackey instead. So, um, Clive, Clive Whittingham uh, from Loffer Words caught up with Jamie Mackey uh, and, uh, and he, 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 got some, he got a brilliant interview which you're about to hear. The one thing I should say before we play this interview was it was not done today or yesterday. This interview was before the Birmingham game. Um, so that's what, three games ago? Yeah, we've had three games since. So there's a couple of references that are slightly out of date. But apart from that, it's a really interesting, insightful interview uh, when Clive met Jamie Mackey. So, Jay, you were out of the team for a really long time with various injuries. Can you actually sort of run us through what the problems were? Because having signed for the club, you kind of got man of the match on your debut and then disappeared for about 18 months, which must have been soul-destroying for you. But what exactly was the issue? Yeah, uh, I think when I first signed, uh, like you say, I missed a fair chunk of pre-season, which is always a problem with... Not a bad injury, but I think at the time it was just a niggly groin injury. It wasn't of any of any note. I always thought I'd be able to start the season like I did. Um, I then missed a few games with the same kind of injury. And then as I got back into the team, it was Fulham away. And I came on when we were 3-0 down. And obviously I ruptured my hamstring, which is a major injury, you know, completely out of the blue. Um... You know, very hard to say if it could have been prevented, but um, it not a problem you'd had before. No, 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 that's what I mean. Yeah, nothing. I mean, I obviously had a double leg break when I was here before, but apart from that, I've never had a muscle problem in my life. So um, it was, and I work extremely hard every day for for injury prevention and being a good professional, like I've always been. So it, it kind of came out of the blue. I then um, rehab that. Um, Jimmy was the manager I kind of came back in and around it I started to pick up a little bit of form um, but it's hot, it's really hard if you don't get that kind of full pre-season and um, trying to break into a new manager's way and teams it's, it is quite hard to do so I came back and started to get a few games and obviously had a nightmare and ruptured my hamstring again um, is, is that just trying to force it or is it just one of those things nah, I, to be honest I was fit I was there was no issues with that I, I was fit I got caught in a terrible position on a pitch um, it wouldn't have mattered who got caught in that position you'd probably do the same injury it's a freak one right. it's really hard I was like in a stretch position with all my body weight on on there I've looked at it they had it on on, on um, with the specialist they, they had it on video and he was kind of if you had the strongest hamstrings ever, I think you would have been in big trouble. You know, it's a freak position yeah. I got in. And anyway, so I had to deal with that. Um, 
I'm trying to remember the timeline. Yeah, that, so that took me out for the rest of that season, last season, which um, I thought in my head, okay, cool, well, I'll have a summer, won't have a summer, I'll be in every day working hard and I'll, I'll have a full pre-season ready to go this season. But as I was coming back from that, um, my ankle wasn't right and we saw a specialist about it and he said the only thing we can do is have an operation so that was really hard to take because I'd fully rehab my hamstring I was back to the running stage um, You don't strike me as someone that would actually enjoy watching games and not being involved especially was it doing your head in properly? Yeah, at this pro- yeah, at this stage I'm like God, I was proper you know I was, the, the bit through rupturing my hamstring was close to the end of the season so I had two months in no games so I didn't mind that bit because I felt I was stealing a march on everyone I was getting fit when everyone was away I was like ready to have a big season this season and then obviously I'd got to the running phase which if you've had an injury you know you're like seeing the light at the end of the tunnel you're, you're nearly back and my ankle just wasn't right so uh, we had to get that operator and that was a tough day obviously knowing that um, and then that's put me out till now so but I have to say I feel feel great my body, my body feels as good as it ever has done and um, my hunger and desire is as high as it ever has done so I'm, I'm yeah. ready to play now yeah we can kind of tell yeah. um, so from all of that two games in a weekend like straight in the new year period full games as well so that, I mean was that in at the deep end or was yeah I think I was definitely ready and confident that I could start a game um, in your head there, there is a process that you should go through but the situation the club was in and I was ready to play um, I got put in um, we, we scraped through and got a massive win away at Wolves and it was kind of just there's no way I wanted to come out of the side I've I felt it was really quick turnaround, but I felt safe doing it. And I think it was obviously a calculated risk from the club that, um, do you think you'll be all right? Or are you just saying you'll be all right? And I was like, no, I do actually. I think my Were you just right. saying? Um, it was hard to know because it was such a quick turnaround. I didn't think that I'd had, it was long enough for me to feel the effect of the first game because it was only two days after. So I thought, usually, you know, a couple of days after you start feeling things but I just thought you know adrenaline can can help get you through as well and I was just desperate after getting the win to play so yeah there was an element of risk because I've been out that long but um, I got through it and I felt great so and where do you where do you sort of feel the team is now because it seems that we we play well and and don't get a result and then in a game where we maybe would get a result if we did play well we don't play well it's like it's sort of an odd situation no you're right it's um I think over the last couple of days after the after the result on the weekend we've been kind of having that or I have having that mental kind of battle with exactly the same thing as you have is that what's really frustrating is teams that are down there are usually down there for a reason because they're not good enough they're losing games consistently from the same thing um, and as a manager sometimes that can be easier in a way because you can work on one aspect so it might be your you're giving away goals in the same area of the pitch and you've got to work on that and you might have to sacrifice scoring goals to, to defend. But we, we've actually been playing really well and um, we're at Blackburn. We're, if you'd watch a game, you know, definitely should have won the game. Yeah. We had a goal this hour. I mean, I don't like keep harping back to them things, but that is the facts. I think, you know, we, you look at that and I'm talking about tactically, there's not a lot different or application that we could have done in that game. We were just unlucky not to win. I fought the same on the weekend. Yeah. Um, we competed. We, we were about it. We 
they're a team that are third in the division and we're down there you wouldn't have thought that if you'd watched, no. watched the whole they're, game they're getting better results than yeah, Newcastle yeah. and Brighton at the minute, exactly and, and we applied ourselves away at, at Newcastle we got a good point um, so at the minute the good thing is we're we are playing well we're just not getting the results and in a way it can be even more frustrating because you know if you do have a bad patch then <laughs> you're definitely not going to win games so we need to stay on it and just believe in the process and make sure that um we come through the other end winning games. Is it a relegation battle? Is that how it's sort of being yeah, talked I mean, about among the, the lads? I don't know. No, nah, I mean, listen, we're under no illusions where we are in the league and I think you have to be, for me, being a senior professional, you have to look and take stock where you are. You can't brush it under the carpet where you are in the league. Um, games are tough when you're down the bottom and we are down near the bottom and we are close to that relegation zone after we had a few results you know we were looking up rather than looking down and the aim for me is with 15 games to go is to get points on the board so with games to go we can look up and see how high we can finish and set ourselves up for a really good season next season that's the aim but um, you shouldn't be you you shouldn't not embrace where you are in the league we have to realise where we are and we have to realise it's serious that we need results Mm, no panic but Serious. Of course, yeah. if you panic, if you panic and start doing things that are unnatural and not listening to the instructions, then you're not going to win games anyway. So you will be down there. So you have to do the right thing. There's no panic because we we believe we're good players and we've got good players, um, and we've got a good manager who we believe in. So we've got all the right things, the right um, tools for us to get wins, and we do believe that wins will come. So there's no panic, but at the same time we've not got the luxury of sitting in mid-table completely going like right we can do this and that yeah. and it doesn't matter it's a game for free there's no game for free we need to win games now yeah. how, how has it been with the new manager because there's been a, sort of another huge turnover in players in January which is like friends leaving and you know new yeah. players to bed in and things but you you strike me as kind of an Ian Holloway player so is, has it worked for you I don't, yeah, how has it I been mean, clearly it's worked for me because I, I was injured when he came and he's put me back in so it's great for me um we get on really well we share the same enthusiasm for football which you don't always find these days um, which is refreshing for me and it's good for me Um, the managers have got loads of really good ideas and it's just getting those across and like like we're chatting now he'll be chatting the same way as we just need to find a way of winning and um, we can evolve once we've got the wins on the board and take the club to where where we want to be and with the right players and the right attitude and commitment towards the club but first and foremost we need to get the wins on the board and then we'll go from there I know it's nothing new at QPR I mean, you don't need me to tell you that but the sort of high play to player turnover in a transfer window how does that sort of affect a, a group does it take a little while if you've got sort of six going out six coming in yeah I mean yeah definitely I've, I'm used to obviously a big turnover of players and stuff so it's not a massive change for me I'm, I'm cool with that you've got to help the new players who are coming in um, you've got to tell them what the standards expected of them are um, and if they don't buy into that then even their new players um, they won't play because um, I think it's great to have new players because they come into the club fresh they've got no hang up about um, where we are necessarily in the league or what we've done before or haven't done before they're, they're coming in to make a point and try and pay their way in their own career so it's always good to get fresh players in but it does take a little bit of time to bed them in this is the point we don't have loads of time so they've got to do that quickly and um, find a way of getting those few wins um, which will make it easier for the new players mm. 
it doesn't really work for wordy for radio but you're, you're sitting here in the in the cardiff uh, sort of commemorative kit i mean that's part of the fabric of our club and you, i suppose do you consider yourself part of that that fabric as well now you've been here two spells long time it seems i mean probably not a qpr fan as a kid but it feels like it's sort of your club is that is that fair yeah i i definitely have that feeling and that affiliation with the club i love it i probably um worry and think about it don't so arguably too much people say I find it very hard to switch off from the club and um, us getting results and stuff where I know I make sure that I'm the best I can be every day because that's all I can affect but it does does mean a lot to me I love it here that's why I came back um, so like you say yeah it does does mean a lot to me I mean in terms of feeling like I'm part of the fabric and stuff I think I leave that for other people to decide whether I'll be remembered when I finish playing um, hopefully I will um, if I'm not remembered at a club I'll always love the club and, and think what I think of the club that will be unwavering I'll, I'll always think that it's got a special place in my heart I love it here so um, I've had success which was amazing and it's not easy to get success in football there's a lot more lows than there is highs um, in terms of collectively in football but I do believe that um, if we can get through this patch I really believe that I can just see with the players that we've got I really think that we can um, build something again and be decent and, and be up there mm. I keep you I've only been promoted eight times in the history of the club so you're part of one of those so you, yeah. you're certainly I think you'll, you'll certainly be remembered can I ask you how you sort of left in the first place because that seemed really odd to me at the time that yeah. the manager at the time seemed to really like you and said really nice things about you in press yeah. conferences and then let, sort of bombed you out at the end yeah. like, uh, tough time yeah kind of like that it was never it was never um a bad departure like we've had a massive falling out I mean he said that he's got other players in mind because we've been relegated which always happens um, I obviously wanted to carry on playing I thought that at the time the changing room at the time when I left wasn't a great place but they were trying to shift players um, I didn't know how easy they would do it and in the end they managed to and went up which was amazing because I was still friends with all the, all the guys so I was supporting them from afar I think it was just um, an opportunity um, for the manager at the time to get his own players in and um, an opportunity for me to maybe um, try something different and unless you do that you don't really know what you had before and it was kind of a situation like that where um, You got to Forest and quickly realised Yeah, so no, I, the, listen, I've got nothing they're, they're a good, good, massive club, you know they've got um, a big fan base in their own right and um, great history behind them but just it works for you at certain places and you don't always know that until you've gone and luckily enough I had great relationships with people here and they wanted me to come back and um, obviously I jumped at the chance um, so yeah it wasn't a massively like negative thing at the time I wasn't overly happy about going necessarily it was just kind of evolves like that when new managers come in or we get relegated there's always got to be some sort of turnaround and I was part of that that's football yeah yeah yeah. of course you kind of take the emotions out of it at the time and be like um, if I'm not going to play loads and you see other people playing in front of me and I'm not going to be respected in terms of playing all the time and what you think in the squad so I was just lucky enough I was able to come back Mm. do you how do you sort of see yourself as a player I wonder the reason I ask is because if you asked someone to describe sort of Jamie Mackey, people would talk about work rate, you know, 
never say die 100, 100 miles an hour all the time do you think you get unfairly pigeonholed as someone that just runs around a lot do you think there's more to your game than um, that? I mean, or do you just not care no no I mean I, I don't because one thing I have to say is that anyone who pays money to watch football you've worked extremely hard to earn every penny you, you're allowed an opinion and I respect your opinion um, especially if you're um, a QPR fan coming to watch us play you, you, you're allowed to say what you think and your opinion about players I've got opinions about players that other opinions other people don't agree with they think different things but as far as what people think of me they can think what they want of me I go out every day being the best I can be and what I would say is pretty much every manager I've ever played for has played me so um, you know I'm 31 years old and I've played like I say I've never had a spell where I'm not really playing um, so I've always taken comfort from that and confidence from that. I mean, as my game goes, I mean, you can't just get someone... Um, if it was as simple as just running around and giving your all, then you're not going to have a career like I had in the game. That's a fact. So I know that I've got um, qualities. I don't care if they're overlooked by people. I'm just happy that I'm having a career um, doing something that I absolutely love always have done as a kid I feel very very lucky and fortunate that I am but there's been a hell of a lot of hard work going into that from me from from when I was a kid and I still maintain those high levels my, my game's based around hard work that's a fact if I didn't work hard um, on the pitch and, and play with the energy I did I wouldn't be playing at the level I am now or even played higher than than we are now so I do understand what kind of player I am and I'm not going to I'm not going to change um you either pick me or, or, or you don't. I can be adaptable, but um, I think people know what they're going to get from me. Yeah. Why? We've only won four times at home this season. It seems really odd. Loftus Road used to be a sort of weapon yeah. for us. Yeah. Is there one thing you can put that no, down to, or is it just I one try, of those things? Yeah, I try to. Although we spoke, like, I've spoke to everyone about it. And it's like if I knew, it's kind of that question that if I knew the answer or the manager knew the answer, we'd win every game, wouldn't we? It's, it's a hard one. I personally like love coming here and playing. We've beaten big teams here, um, which is, I think, the the ground and the way it is at this club is an advantage. That's why we have beaten teams here. Um, so at why we're not consistently this season, I don't know. But um, I certainly know there's some games coming up for the rest of the season we're going to have to turn that round and hopefully we look back and go well we did have some big results here come the end because we definitely need them Is there a particular goal of yours over your time at QPR because you've got a habit of scoring against those big teams like in those big games like the Aguero game mm. you sort of set that whole situation up with your goal the Liverpool one down here which I don't quite know how you celebrated that in such a calm manner <laughs> is there a goal that sort of sticks out from your time with us? Uh, those two you've mentioned are obviously very special to me. The Liverpool goal was big because we stayed up that season and the three points were far bigger than the yeah. personal accolade of scoring the goal. Um, so that's why that meant so much because it was a big, it was a winner, you know, it was yeah. three points, it was a big game, big turnaround and that gave us the impetus to go and beat other teams at home and um, stay up that season. The Aguero one, um, because of the magnitude of the games, probably such a big game. Could you believe that as that ball's no, coming in and you're just, like, yeah, yeah. there's and no one around me, I'm here, yeah, this is yeah. it. So, yeah, that was it. It was kind of like um, very surreal. 
the whole day I have to say and like I say we stayed up um, which was amazing to stay up in the Premier League is a big achievement for any side I believe getting promoted out of the Championship I mean staying in the Premier League is equally as hard as getting promoted in the first place so um, that that was a massive achievement I think in the season that we won the league um, I scored against Derby that always sticks in my mind because again kind of showed that we were, we were a proper squad we lost, if we'd lost that 2-0 which we probably deserved to oh, like, we were nowhere near we were terrible yeah. again yeah. Would have been, probably would have been a different season wouldn't it it was only yeah. about the fourth yeah, game yeah I mean it'd be hard to say but it could have turned into a um, it gave us big big lift that game and we really believed that we were onto something that season the team spirit was amazing best best team I've ever played in best group of lads I've ever played in um, best squad best season from there I've always been chasing that season and it's very hard to get yeah. that feeling back and as I've got older I've kind of realised that I'm lucky I've had that season and I just keep it in isolation and not try and chase it too much because you won't ever replicate another season after another season that's the nature of football it's so unpredictable so um, I'm very lucky um, we I was part of that squad because it was a special place then mm. well listen we're, we're glad you're back really glad you're back in the team touch wood with the injuries and everything yeah, that you, no, you stay fit and healthy uh, and the rest of the season goes a little bit better yeah. than it has so far Sorry, man. Thank, thank you very much no worries anytime Paul what do you think I thought that was a really pucker interview oh. and <laughs> what <laughs> ding um, what, what comes across there is that um, he has been massively unlucky of injuries and but he's he's focused as hell isn't he and um He's only 31, dude. Like, he's still got... I couldn't believe that. No. Yeah. And he still runs around like a 25-year-old as well. But, but... I'm a bit like myself, actually. There's, there's, yeah, <laughs> yeah, radio. Um, there's, there's a few people... After us. So still missed few... the joke there, Paul. The, the, I know. I'm not going to make any more references. It's wrong. It's, it's just boring now. Um, the, there's, the, the, there's people who still slag Jamie off, who still doubt his ability. But the season we got promoted... A lot of the goals we got was him hassling people and making mistakes so the likes of Helgeson and so on could latch onto it and Tommy Smith and Adele was able to pick up the ball from people misplayed passes and falling and this, that and the other. He played such a big role in us going up and yet people still didn't rate him, even though he scored in the Premier League against Liverpool, which a lot of people haven't done and especially Oh, he winner. completely transformed that game. He yeah, came on massively. Yeah. Yeah. He, he didn't only just score a goal, his energy completely turned. I mean, that derby game he talks about, mm. he, he single handedly changed that game. Oh, well, he's got the two, the two late goals. You know, yeah. and people are still on. I mean, I don't care. I, 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 like what you said. What, what did you say to me after you listened to that interview? You, well, 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 there's two things I said. One, he should never ever be let go from this club. He's, mm. he's, he's QPR, he gets QPR, yeah. He never wanted to leave QPR, yeah. He was made to leave, yeah, like, and the guy just keep you off room for him. What impresses me most about him is that he has, he's had like long-term injuries before. He's had semi-long-term injuries, but with a lot of players, when they have these injuries, they come back and they, they never really get back to their best. But he always it doesn't seem to take anything away from his performances in terms of effort and enthusiasm. Yeah, I agree with that. No, and the, the other thing, I mean, when he in a double broken leg, I mean, that was bad at Blackburn, what happened to him, yeah. you know, and the way that horrible player behaved to him threw mm. off as well. He... he you know, he gets us, he understands it, and he probably knows he's not Pele, and he never said he was. But I tell you what, he's he's worth a few points a season, I tell you. He's worth keeping on, even as a substitute, because he will he will get you goals. Even if he doesn't score them himself, he will force defenders into mistakes. And I, I, I really, really I like manager. him. 
Hard to say. Yeah. Do we listen to him talk? The way we say about where him and Holloway connect, and they and they think the same way. I definitely put some money. In I it. think if you thought the same way as Holloway, you should. Maybe <laughs> 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 be in the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> Just me. There's only one in Holloway. Is he, a, is he a David Beckham voice double? <laughs> <laughs> he does sound like David Beckham, doesn't yeah, he? A little bit. A wee bit. I never thought of that until yeah, you said he does. that. Well, Paul looks a bit like him, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> um, this podcast is going so far downhill. Honestly, we're going to get. We're going to get. We're going to get. They're going to foot what pied. <laughs> Just don't call for just don't call for Chris. Uncall, <laughs> unnecessary. It hasn't got the right ingredients for a pod this week. It really hasn't. But <laughs> I, I, you're just taking the puns away from me. I need to. We just we, we need to stop and pause for a minute. We need to we beef to, it up with more football content. Yeah. <laughs> you're making a gravy error talking about pies too much. So let's talk about season tickets. Our bits was funny. Just saying. Paul. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I, Either Paul, before the interview, I interrupted Finney. You were about to talk about. Season you always tickets. interrupt me. It's it's fine. I don't take a person. The anymore. season ticket. Uh, the season ticket prices got released this week, um, and they're staying the same. But also, they're introducing a payment plan which they didn't have. They didn't have a proper one last it, year. It was did done they? for a finance company last time. They've shelved that, haven't they? Yeah. Interest free is massive. That yeah. is a massive help for yeah. families, and that that has to be welcomed. Uh, season tickets frozen. We're still not the cheapest club in London for the, the no. league position we hold. We all know that. But it's good to see the board are, not, are no longer um, digging into the farm base and asking for more money. That's always a positive. Well, I couldn't do could I? Walk-ups and family prices, I'd like to see looked at to, to get encouraged the next generation. We need to start thinking about the next generation of QPR fans. We need to start um, building. If we're going to have this big stadium and, and, and move, we need to have the infrastructure to do that, and we need to start building it. And the only way you do that is getting people to come back into the ground. So that will be... But, yeah, it's really, really positive what the club are doing. And Don't they say anything about the names and the seats? I think they're coming back, which is really annoying because MP, everyone that's knows... That's one of my big bugbears, as you know. I've gone on about it for ages. I think they're coming back, Paul. I thing done. Well, especially for children, I don't really care because I know who I am. But um, it's, and unfortunately, with my name in the seat, still doesn't else. Are you me. sure about that, Paul? I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure. You David, David, you sort of know where my stance on that is. Go on. Because like, obviously, I think obviously, I think most people the demographic of QPR is only was it three percent of the people from the actual area of West Twelve mm. go to QPR like, of the people that are there on match day. Okay. So they're all they're all from around Surrey. Wherever, um, Highwick and Corridor, that info corridor, wherever they go, yeah. But as I sort of say to my son, as I said for the kids, there was a seat at QPR with his name on. Yeah. Right. So he knew, even if he wasn't there, he couldn't get because he was playing with football. There was always a bit of QPR that was part of him. And I think okay. for a kid to think that, I think it, I think it's amazing. Mm. And, like, and, like, and 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 we brought one of his friends. Because like, we've got three in a row, so got my grand, his granddad, his dad, and him, like three generations of QPR with the names on the seats. And his, his, his friend was, goes to his dad, goes to Arsenal, and takes one. So he just couldn't believe he had his name on his seat. Mm. He thought it was absolutely amazing. Mm. Because he, the emblem changed, and it's going to cost him, I don't know, was it £6,000 or whatever, to stick some names on the seats. They didn't do it, and I thought it was a horrendous decision. But yeah, yeah. I didn't realise that was the reason why, because, you know, the old emblem. Well, that, that's what I took him off. I said, we'll just get a stain off and cut the old emblem off and leave the name there. I wouldn't have really bothered if it yeah, was I, I, I do think it was a big thing, personally. Yeah. But the important thing people need to remember is don't throw away your season ticket. 
because that's your season ticket for, for next year. For as well. Oh, is that right? Which yeah. is which is cost cutting, which is which is I suppose is sensible. Yeah, you know I've got but no again, problem with that. For the new people that send out, can I not put so much glue on the new ones? Because it took me about six weeks to take the glue off it. <laughs> <laughs> like because everything my wallet would just get stuck together. Like trying to catch what like, four cards, you trying to put them in the machine. Yeah. <laughs> I would have found that glue to put on my car. Sorry, say that again. <laughs> my, put the glue on what? The car. what? What? I, I need that glue for my car to hold it together. Sorry. Maybe you can use a pie. No, just stop it. I, I will pay. If QPR listen to this podcast, which they might be, I will pay you money to put Pie Man on Fraser's seat for next season. <laughs> Maybe you can sponsor it. Maybe we could like phrase something easily sick and be sponsored. You want them to put it on my seat. You want them on the sticker. You want them to grip big filling. Grip you want them to filling. Just a that. picture of a pie. Oh, that was a pie pun, anyway. <laughs> I, know, I got it. I got it. Yeah. Anyway, carry on. But no, the, the, the what's your favourite pie, by the way? Um, uh, chicken and mushroom. Chicken good choice. Good choice. Yeah, I would yeah, love. I'd love a gluten. I would love a gluten free um, pasty. If I'm being honest, but you, don't, you can't get them. Not in not in QPR. You can't get them in life. I don't, <laughs> you can get them. Yeah, in life. All right, I'll, I'll have a look for that. You, you're the expert in these things. <laughs> yeah, you tell me. I certainly uh, am. I'll, I'll, is it, is it, what's the odds on that then? Eight to one. <laughs> Brilliant. Eight to one but, with the odds on but, Wayne but, Shaw, but, as, as we know. But God, I bet he's a Chelsea fan. He looks like a Chelsea Southampton. fan. They're oh, all really? Southampton fans. Oh. That Sutton lot, it's all been of them. A bad week for him then. Yeah, oh, he was there. He was there maybe. yesterday. <laughs> all the, all the. This is an aside. All the management team at Sutton are from Southampton, which he was part of. The management team. They're all Southampton fans. Do you know who used to work around the corner from Southampton, from Sutton's ground? Paul Clement. I saw him mention in the in the press conference, and he was saying how funny he found what, the whole the pie thing. Um, no, no, he's a PE teacher. Oh, so we went yeah. to the shop. <laughs> what? What a coincidence that must have been. Yeah, but um, he's come a long way from there. Yeah. yeah. Okay, <laughs> let's As try and move on movies. if we can. Um, the nineteen sixty-seven mm-hmm. commemorations this weekend against Cardiff. So, for anyone that may have missed this, that hasn't been on the internet for the last twenty-four hours. Um, this coming Saturday, the 4th of March, is the, let me make sure I get it right, the 50th anniversary of, our, of, the, of, of the victory in the 1967 final against West Brom. And the club are marking it by bringing out a limited edition white shirt, white kit that we're going to wear against Cardiff. Um, I think it's got kind of, it's got very light silver hoops on it, which has a number of names and, and and yeah, names from kind of the squad that were involved. And it, it, it seems to have gone down quite well. They're also going to put these shirts on sale in the club shop, uh, limited edition 500. And they're marking it generally in, in that way. But also, I think they're inviting a number of players on Saturday as well. And generally, it's going to be a celebration of the anniversary. And I think money from the shirts has gone to Forever Iris Club as well. That's right. That's right. So the shirts are £66.67. Have I got that right? I think so. And half of it goes to the Forever Hours Club, and, and, and I understand it comes in. They go on sale on Saturday, limited edition, and they're in quite a nice presentation box. I've, see, I've, mem- I've memorised the press release pretty well, haven't I? Well, it is your job. <laughs> um, what do we think? What do we think about the shirt? I like it a lot. The, I think the it's celebrations. Really nice. I really liked it until I went on Twitter and saw Mark Bircham suggest that Jamie Mackey looked naked in it because <laughs> he's so pale. I was like, oh, I didn't need that image in my head. Yeah, but it's nice. Very nice. 
I think it's brilliant. I think it's, again, the club doing the right thing by embracing our history and a celebration of the past, which is something we haven't been brilliant at in the last however many years. And I think it's a pride moment for the club. It and kind of remind me of the 2003 playoff final, though. Mm. Which was also against Cardiff. It's weird, isn't it? I don't know how many times we've worn a white strip since 1967, but it's not many. I certainly don't remember us wearing it in the last 30-odd years other than once. Didn't we wear it the year we went down with the compass? A few from did a white one. Oh, yeah, you are right. Yeah, Uh, you are right. I don't know if it was all white, though. I've got a feeling the shorts were not white. had a bit of blue in it. had a bit of a few from... Anyway, yeah. No, I think... Yeah. Do you know a cat I really loved and we'd never wore it ever again? It was the one we lost 4 1 against Villain, which was black with a red um, thing. Les Ferdinand's got an absolute screamer from about 35 yeah, yeah, yeah. yards. Anyway, I loved that old black cat. I know, David, younger viewers, that was the time before you were born. If you were born after <laughs> 1985 and you would like to come on our podcast, please, <laughs> please do. Come on. This is a. I've got to say, there's one thing about um, Saturdays, getting back to the actual the question, is. Um, <laughs> It's also that my dad was there and with my granddad. So my yeah. granddad's now passed away. And he always tells a bit of a story at hard time that Lazarus actually came and spoke to some of the fans. Really? Yeah. And he said, so, don't worry, we're going to do this. You're kidding. Yeah, my dad wow. would have been 16, I suppose. Yeah, we were 16, 17 then. Wow. Yeah. And my, grand- my grandma used to go as well. She's passed, he passed away, God bless her soul. And he said, like, he actually come and walked around, sort of like... Oh, like Wembley? Yeah. Amazing. He actually walked... So they're going down the tunnel straight away, and she walked over to the crowd and said, look, we're OK. Like, we've, um, we've got this, don't worry. And then walked off. Brilliant. Yeah. Do you know what? That's a cracking story, seriously, Paul. And, you know, it's just... I love all that footage as well, of the, the final. And then you oh, said, that's great. The, the black and white one went out today, didn't it? Yeah. And then there's a source of story. I mean, Matt Winton could tell this better than I could because it was his father did it. But they went down to a hotel in Bayswater. Sorry, Matt, if I've got this wrong. And they had nowhere to go. They didn't plan a, a victory thing. So they, they went to Harold Winton's place. He had a place down Bayswater and went into the bar. That's where the photographs are all from. Yeah. Okay. So that, that's quite amazing. And that just shows you that little QPR... Yeah, it announced itself to the world that day and I, everyone knew who we were um, this is reminding me that someone set up an archive QPR account on Instagram yes um, oh really some, I'm not on Instagram with some amazing photos on there I don't know who, who oh, is oh it's irrelevant then yeah. yeah. Oh no 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 no. I just um, don't Instagram like can't have photographs of you, Finny. I, I, I just won't take it. I just, I'm just, I just don't they take don't have enough filters. I don't. You. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. I, 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 yeah, I haven't got the face for Instagram. I've, okay. I've seen there's like gluten free pie accounts. So, <laughs> you've got whatever you want. Yeah. so the, uh, can you not eat gluten? Uh, so is, I wonder if that's, uh, I wonder if that's Chris Guy and Martin Percival that they do a lot of the retro QPR stuff. It might be them, possibly. And if you're listening, then let us know yeah, who you are. Yeah, so yeah please, can, and, and by all means, come on the podcast because that's brilliant. If you've got mm. that kind of archive, I've got it somewhere, but I can't find who it is because they followed the podcast today on Twitter. QPR archive, excellent. Very good. Well, well done them. See, it's all. Do you know? I think the last few podcasts we've all been a bit cheerful. There must be something we can mourn about. I think our listeners need a, a good mourn because otherwise we're we're going to be accused of being in, in the club's pocket. I think we're in a bit of a weird stage. Well, we've written now. the season off, haven't we? Well, we we written the season off. The it's one hundred and sixty days in counting. It is a hundred and sixty days until August the sixth, which is the start of next season. I think they should. And we're I, now on the longest pre-season ever, aren't we? I'm sure. And the they week are. after is my birthday. I'm sure they are, but I hope behind the scenes they're just just taking advantage of being one of those clubs that doesn't have to 
worry too much. I don't think yet it's like about going down or up, so you can start planning a little bit. Do we look like season. a side that could challenge next season if we get a few tweaks, do you think? Uh, it's too difficult keep to say, to be honest. I don't want, got keep I, I don't want our, fa- our expectations to be too pie in the sky. So, oh, so what, <laughs> what, what, what should our expectations be? All right, David. Sorry, I know you're hosting, but what, what should <laughs> our... Ex- the dude, David. I think he's just, he's just, he looks a bit pie-eyed. Um, what, what should our expectations, in, in, in your mind, be next season? What, what would you call a good season? This is to everyone, by the way. Top six. Really? That should be our expectation. I'm not saying if we don't get top six, throw it out, sack this one, sack that one. But you've got to want to try and aim for that. I'm not saying... We will. I'm saying that's what we should aim for. There's a good. There's there's just a good feeling around the club, isn't there? There's a good feeling that that there's some direction there, that there's some strategy there, that there's maybe even a bit of patience. Who knows? And that we should be doing it. And and if we are effectively now, we are on preseason. Mm. You know, we're not going to go down, barring a total implosion. We're not going to go down. So tinker with it experiment we've got whatever it is 12 13 games left we should be aiming for that even if we fall a bit short blood some more kids Mm. as soon as we're definitely safe blood some kids in it what do you guys think the expectation should be next season i think next season as long as the board are willing to offer holloway some decent support uh, not ridiculous in terms of wages keeping the same structure then they should be targeting the top six because this season it was all about consolidation mid-table mm. which is fair enough and it was kind a few players away because they had to be got rid of this. exactly there yeah. was a lot of work behind the scenes they had to get done wasn't they yeah and you know if we go for the top six just miss out just by a little bit I don't you know as long as everything's going well it's just all about progress isn't it we're not going to finish in the top half this season if we finish in the top half next season then don't change the manager just keep going I must admit I've got a slightly different view on that is I just think there's been so much talk behind the scenes at QPR about a training ground and new ground and nothing's actually come to to forefront, has it? And I think we actually need something after all this talk about everything, something to happen. So like Tony Francis, I have done this. It's not yeah. It's not just a tra- training ground's number one priority. Yeah, it's because when, as you know, I'm sort of involved in kids' football and licensed football coach and that, and, and I go around these places. Not so much I used to do now. I used to in the past, yeah. And you see like like some what Fulham have got, yeah, and what QPR have got. This country mile between us, yeah, an absolute country mile. And that's so, I'm not even talking about like the south, like people like Southampton or Reading or. And you go to some bigger place, obviously like well, Aston Villa or Tottenham. They've obviously got their Premier League clubs, but it, like, clubs that oh, I think we should be fighting against league-wise and with youngsters. Our training facilities are absolutely pathetic, and it needs to be addressed. And I've been banging on it every time I go to Kip Yard, and I keep going about the same thing. Speak to Les further about scouting. Still never seen one at a ground. Still never met one. Never one's ever introduced me. Never seen one. Um, my kids, uh, my son, in, um, won a semi-final um, on Sunday. They got to the, they were in the, obviously in the final. Yeah, there, there was a Reading guy there. He's had his top on. I see him. He's just walking around. I've never seen a QPR one. I know they have sort of areas, but like we're in Surrey, like, and this whole thing mm. needs to be addressed. The training ground. Let's get something done. Yeah, because without the background part to the team, and obviously the transfer policy of the board has changed without bringing the youngsters through and having the facilities of the youngsters 
their policy doesn't actually work, does it? Well, I think they've got all of their eggs in one basket with the Warren, Warren Farm thing. Yeah. So that but what happens if that just, doesn't go through? It just has to happen, yeah. But I think whatever happens, even if we don't get Warren Farm, because that's going to still yeah, come Sorry, I've got to interpret one thing here, yeah, which I'll just say is where the training ground is now, there's a slight thing, and there's a new runway going through there now. All right, so we can take off then. You will. You, you, you <laughs> might be able to get one of the planes to land there, yeah, but... It's got to go, so they've got a. They have got no. It's yeah, but it's short. It's got to happen. But it's not fit for purpose. No, no, it's, it's not fit. But I was saying they can't stay there because it's going to get demolished. But there must be. I mean, the trouble with us being a London club is that we suffer badly, like all London clubs do. Because if you're in one turn club, the council will find you somewhere. Oh, yeah, there's somewhere. lots of places. There's lots of green belt land that they're all free up for you. You go to Uxbridge College. Brentford have got a massive tie up at Uxbridge College. I know. Let's keep your ground all day long. But the, the trouble is that we haven't got. I mean, I always thought maybe. Go to London Irish or go somewhere where there's lots of pit. London Irish their facilities are excellent. Well, there must what, be somewhere. What with... Harewood? Yeah, yeah well, I've worked there. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an amazing place. But they bought, but their directors had a sense to buy a golf club. They bought an 18 hole golf club and changed it into a, a rugby facility. We see a lot of st- uh, clubs sharing stadiums, but do you think they'd be as willing to share training facilities? Because well, they kind of we shared with Wasps, didn't we? I know it didn't end well, but um... stadium. Sorry, training yeah, and training, tra- and training, and training yeah, 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 at Triford yeah, Avenue, yeah. But that's the, yeah, I suppose if the rugby club's that? fine, you're not competing against <laughs> yeah. them. Don't even talk to me about that deal. <laughs> but but what, what you were, a stadium's important as well. I know that's going to take a long time, but what you were saying earlier about only 3% of people in the local yeah. area supporting QPR, I mean, it's quite an affluent area now. You're, only, you're not really going to attract people. They all people. go to Arsenal, don't they? Exactly. Because 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 football, but, because, and not just that, but because the facilities are much better and the match day experience is better. You can go the to the toilet when you want. The experience at QPR is horrendous. You have got to say, I'm going to go to the toilet or I'm going to go and buy a pie, ain't it? So we can do it. <laughs> but the thing is... The toilet's the best bit of the whole <laughs> the, afternoon. The, the, um, <laughs> what I've noticed is... I mean, they do a lot of stuff in the lower loft, and yet they've got the only bar in the lower loft, which is the family area, <laughs> yeah. which is something that's a bit... There's got to be a way to improve everything in South Africa Road that the club will address, I'm sure, at some point. But what doesn't upset me, what I find disappointing is when you go on the Rangers and you have the the new Astro pitches, the amount of kids that are playing in Arsenal, Man U, them lot down in road shirts, and even Fulham, and very few in QPR shirts. Well, that's, well, that's disappointing. I actually played in that, in that over there. We had a league, and um, when, I, when I joined, the, um, the guys who run it, they gave everyone free kits to the first few people who who um, who joined them. So maybe QPR can give them a load of kits and say, if people are joining your league for the first time, then here's a free kit for them to wear, and it's QPR one. Yeah, good good idea. Idea. yeah, good idea. Excellent huh? idea. Good idea. Uh, See, there's ends. some good things that come out of this podcast. There is a lot of ingredients, and there's some interesting parts of it, and there's a lot of pie talk, but there's some very excellent football talk in this podcast. I think I've thought of the name, by the way. Carry on. <laughs> Ours end. <laughs> Ours end. Um, anything we haven't talked about, haven't discussed, would you would like to bring up? I'll, I've got a few things, so why don't I talk them through whilst you think up your points, gentlemen. Right, okay. Um, first of all, we have tied up with Halley Inc. They've given us two A4 QPR prints to give away, which look really nice. Um, we're going to be sending out tweets and Facebook posts tomorrow. You need to retweet or share to enter, and we will pick the winner from Facebook, and one, one from Facebook, one from Twitter. So look out for that. Um, also, 
I'll use this opportunity to tell you we this is thank you for listening to this week's podcast, but we're actually going to do a bonus podcast a bit later in the week before Saturday as well. So when Clive was talking to Jamie Mackey, he also um, interviewed Mark Lazarus, hero of 1967 and all that. Um, and we're going to put that out as a special podcast later in the week. So um, please do look out for that, listen to that. Also, our, as we'll be saying on that podcast, our podcast is free and we never charge for you to listen. However, given that it's 1967, Stan Bowles and all, and all, those, uh, all the connections with that, um, if you do want to make a donation to um, the Stan Bowles GoFundMe page, you can do so on our website. Go to qprpod.co.uk and the button is there on the homepage. Right. You've now had time to... Can we tweet a link for that? We will do. Yeah. We will do. It's a lot easier to share, isn't it? We will do. Um, Right, I'll end. I'll go last. (laughs) There's Um, a surprise. Just a a couple of things. Uh, Neil Neil, Neil Warnock's back at the weekend. Yeah, by the way, he did get caught in the week. Did you see that? He wants a a minute booing when he dies. Did you not see what? that? What? <laughs> what? He said instead of instead of minimum applause, he wants to take it to all the grounds that hit him and they can boo him for a minute. <laughs> it's like he's coughing man, they just boozing. Apparently he was on goals on Sunday not this Sunday, Sunday before. It. He spent a lot of that time talking about QPR. Um, really? Yeah. I think he's gonna be in uncomfortable, uncharted territory on Saturday because he's not gonna be booed. Yeah. He's not going to be booed, is he? No, he no. He's kind of the but manager no one talks about. He though. came out with Leeds, I think, already, but then he got a pretty good reception. He's um, still got the record of QPR managers of recent history with away wins in the Premier League at QPR, hasn't he? Yeah. What's that? More wins than anyone else? Yeah. Mm. Mm. I mean, teach won three away games and still got sacked. I mean, tell me that one. Do you know what? <laughs> I'd also like, let's not go there. <laughs> I'd like to see Ravel Morrison at some point, you know, this season. Or is there I any news? We'll, we'll never see him ever again if we don't see him this season. He's on loan, so if he doesn't play, he just makes a complete farce of the deal to bring him here. Long yeah. way to go, yeah. Uh, well, first seen games, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. there is, yeah. Hopefully we see him soon. Paul. Hull. Hull. <laughs> <laughs> Got lots so, of Pauls, lots of Chris's. Lots of pies. I'm in the head wishes <laughs> office now. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for having me on again. Um, I'll just say, I think there was um, a lot better atmosphere amongst the fans now on Saturday, and it was nice to get back... Back to seeing QPR playing away, even though the weather was horrendous. But no, I think, I think I'm, I'm really positive, actually. I think Holloway's sort of like got a bit of the QPR magic back. I think the, I think the fans are relatively happy. I just think we just need a bit of um, guidance from them from upstairs to sort of see what's going to happen in the next sort of like 12 to 18 months. So it's a bit strange that it's timing with the um, season ticket. I thought they sort of done that to get maximum benefit out of Saturday. Because it's sort of like everything's all lovely in a love puff world, and it's all great, yeah. But no, it's, I'm, I'm quite positive. I'll be renewing. When you talk well. about guidance from upstairs, yeah, you mean Lee Hughes and Tony Fernandez, right? <laughs> <laughs> Just checking. Yes, not not the great or mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The he's over there. Because we don't. <laughs> God, it's going to be unbearable now. <laughs> this podcast has gone from surreal to completely ridiculous <laughs> in one fell swoop. Sorry, Paul, is, is there anything else I'd say? Because I would not like to interrupt you. Finney, it won't be the first time. You're fine, mate. <laughs> Fair enough. Finney. Right, first of all, I'd, oh, like, excuse me, I'd, like, to thank, I'd like to thank David Fraser for giving me the biggest laugh last week I've had in a long time in football. I pissed myself and I knew that you were there somewhere. And what I are knew, you talking about? Are you talking uh, about? And, yeah, okay. and I thought, I was texting me going, hmm, 
that's Fraser in the shed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what, when you saw him eating the pie? Yeah. yeah it did anyway, take up my whole week. Anyway. That's, that's true. In, in, enough of that. But one thing on, on a serious note, and thanks for taking this so sportingly well tonight, David. It, it takes a lot of people to come in here and get... That game pie face is insert, not coming towards your house. Insert pun, yeah. <laughs> no, no, you've took, you've, you've took it well, mate. Um, on a personal note, uh, we'd like to say, we've already discussed it, but well done to the club with the season tickets. Well done on, on what they're doing on Saturday for 67. It's very important. It's so important that the, the youngsters embrace themselves in our history. And more importantly, I'd like to thank every single one of them players who are with us, no longer with us, and are currently maybe ill, going through a hard time. You put us on the map. We could never thank you enough. Our history, our ground, everything that's gone after that was down to you guys. You're forever, ever in your debt, and um, I'm really pleased that QPR will be celebrating the Saturday as well because um, they built this club. Pretty much sensible thing you've said, Fanny. Pr- predictions for Saturday? I would probably lose now. <laughs> I, n- I, I, I don't ever say we're going to lose, but I think, I hope our eye is not off the ball with everything that's going on. So I'll go for a 0 0 draw. And. I my father-in-law is a lifelong QP, a Cardiff fan. I beg your pardon, and he's sitting in the way, end and I have to take him home after and go out for dinner with him after. So please, 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 please can we not lose? It will be unbearable <laughs> well, if we lose. Let's hope that we have a better performance against the Bluebirds than we had against the Magpies. Don't get that one, Magpies. Oh, well, we, we uh, Magpies! <laughs> yes. Did you miss it? In case you missed it, it's another pie pun, Chris. <laughs> Prediction. Uh, um, I think uh, I think it'll be like two-one to QPR. Yeah. Paul Hull. <laughs> Sorry, lads. I think we're stuffing three 0 That'll do. That's a good place to end. This yeah, has been yeah, open all hours. I, 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 I will. I, will t- I, I think it's a two-all draw written all over it. But I'll take that. I'll take that. What's the odds on that? Eight to one mid. <laughs> good pie. <laughs> Yeah.